the Saudi Pro League has been doing a good job of poaching star players from European clubs. Though the UEFA president Alexander Seferin said he is not worried about it at all, when its 28-year-old Bernardo Silva instead of the 37-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo willing to take the offer from a Saudi club, there may be reasons to be concerned. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. So are you surprised, though I know it's not a done deal, but are you mm. surprised at Bernardo Silva's being willing to take that offer from a Saudi club? Yeah, especially from the position he is in yeah. right now with Manchester City being, like you say, 28 years old, mm -hmm. very important player for that team. For him to be in the position where he's moving to Saudi Arabia, like I, I think to sum it up in general, if Alexander Sheffrin says it's not a threat, mm. but if it wasn't a threat... He wouldn't be saying anything. Exactly, he was asked that question. And I think it's the Bernardo Silva deal, not the only one, but the constant rumors of people who are of players who are, let's say, there or thereabouts in terms of age, in terms of top teams, mm -hmm. in terms of things like that. Even if they don't go, but if they're listening to these options and fielding these options, I think that shows that this is a legitimate. Wouldn't go as far as saying threat, mm. but definitely on the horizon of being a problem for UEFA. That's true. I want to say the poaching actually started with Renato because mm -hmm. he's the first big name to go there. But yeah. I think it actually started earlier than that when, say, Man City were purchased by Middle Eastern founders, when PSG were, mm -hmm. found, were bought, and when Newcastle United, and actually more, see, because there's still a group of people interested in buying Man United. Yeah. Is it like a change of track? Well, that, that's it. Like a topic I was going to get on probably towards the end, but you've brought up right now, so I'll start here, is the influence of Middle Eastern money, be it Saudi Arabia, be it Qatar, be it whatever. It's already been developing to a really large standard in, let's say, less um, less mainstream sports. Mm -hmm. um, like the one which stood out first was with the WWE, mm. where every year I believe they do two or three events in Saudi Arabia where literally they are paid so much that they bring in wrestlers who were big stars but have been retired for years, completely change storylines, basically the, for these one-off events where I believe I was, I believe I read something where they'll do, I believe they did like three events in Saudi Arabia and the cost of that alone was more than everything else combined. So that's a very small thing to the side. But then you think about what's happened recently with golf where the PGA had its particular players and then the uh, Saudi Arabia investment fund had LIV. Mm. Some golfers said they were going to sign, others said they didn't. And then at the end of the tour season, LIV just bought the PGA. Now they are one company. Um, so you're seeing this in general, be it with that, be it with, in fact, there's as I was looking at the transfer deals on ESPN earlier, there's rumors about Saudi Arabia boxing, which has already been pretty big for events, yeah. putting together a super card, which will have like three or four main uh, title fights at the end mm. of the year. That's something no one else has been able to do. So if we're looking at what they've been able to do in all these other sports, for them to be involved in this sport with one, having their own league, which is taking stars, and then two, having investments in the other leagues, I feel like this is now signs of a massive sea change in where the power is, where mm -hmm. the money is. 
And for better or worse, it's going to have a big impact in the next, I would say, five to ten years at the very minimum. That's true.、Um, I think this is really interesting because you see, I think Man City were like the earliest club purchased、mm-hmm. by Middle Eastern money. Yeah, they were actually kind of success because they won the UEFA Champions、mm-hmm. League and. They did very well, with relying on not only spending big to buy players. They have their、yeah. own system now.、Mm-hmm. PSG followed, and it didn't work.、Yeah. They bought a lot of mercenaries, which didn't help them win the、uh, the title except the League One title.、Mm-hmm. So maybe they're now like, okay, we're not stopping in because Newcastle were purchased and、yeah. United were targeted, but they are also trying to say, let's sign these star players to our league,、mm-hmm. make our league competitive. Yeah, I remember. That Safrin said, "Okay, no top player in their prime has been there, and there were failures of other leagues trying to do this, but、mm-hmm. none of those failures ever signed Ronaldo, yeah, Benzema, or today's Conte. I、mm-hmm. know these guys are either old or not even themselves after the injuries, but again, this is really the rise of a at least former star league. That's、yeah. something. Yeah, and not only that, but it's 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 different to." How do I phrase this? Because it's it's fairly an insulting term, but it's something which I've seen for a while, which is with the MLS for a very small period,、mm-hmm. then the Chinese Super League, now the Saudi Pro League. They t- they tend to call it like a retirement league, so、yeah. to speak. But what the Saudis have done is instead of it being okay, David Beckham goes to one, and then you don't really hear anything else, or Oscar goes to a team in China, and you don't hear anything else. They've got so many at the same、exactly. time that it isn't a retirement league. It's almost like an all-star league. They're、mm-hmm. they're bringing back, they're reuniting, say、uh, Benzema and Ronaldo. They bring they bring in Angolo Kante. They're doing a lot of stuff where the the are enough stars that they're getting eyeballs on it. And then while they're doing that, it's they have this policy of like, okay, if it's a team of eleven. Three or four will be these big stars,、yeah. but the rest will be our own homegrown developing talent. Which then they are bolstering. I'm going to assume by the next round of things, which are these lower, these、um, younger age, these younger age talents.、Mm-hmm. So I feel like what they are doing is they are drawing eyeballs with the all stars, with the idea of in a few years' time when we can get the Bernardo Silvers of the world to go、mm-hmm. over. They're trying、mm-hmm. to attract managers as well.、Mm-hmm. Um, they've offered Jose Mourinho. They've offered Steven Gerrard.、Yeah. Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo is already there. You don't go after these guys if it's just for the sake of names, because the managers, yes, they're famous, but they aren't out there getting the highlights. They aren't out there wearing the jerseys that people buy and make a lot of money. So I feel like what they are doing is get this. They get this immediate big bang of famous players. But then, in two or three seasons' time, yes, we'll poach these next ones who are who would be going somewhere else. And I think that because it's Sil- Bernardo Silva, because it's Manchester City, that's、mm. what we're kind of seeing as making the headlines. Yeah. But I feel like this is going to badly affect the smaller teams. Like if you are, say, Napoli or someone, the Wolves. Yeah, exactly. Ruben Neves. Ruben Neves, exactly for Wolves. If you are this mid-table side who have a talented player. Well, if they can go to Chelsea or they can go to Al Hilal and、mm-hmm. make an absolute fortune, that's where they're gonna go. Yeah. So if you are, say,、um, Juventus and you're expecting Victor Osimhen or someone to move move up, they're probably not gonna happen. It's probably move move across the Saudi Pro League, and that I think is gonna be the biggest issue. It's not gonna be our players gonna be plucked away from、um, the 
the big the big draw of the Premier League, it's going to be well. Will Borussia Dortmund be able to develop their players or not? Mm-hmm. Or are they all just going to be pulled away? Or is Barcelona really going to be that next that next stop when they are already hurting for money? So I feel like the way to loop back around to what we're saying, the way Alexander Sheffrin is talking, I think he knows deep down. We're drawing headlines for taking players from Chelsea, but this is really going to damage the coefficient and the European potential of what's happening in Serie A and La Liga. Mm. I have a little theory. I know it's not reliable, but is it possible that the uh, Saudi money is playing the long game? Say now, like from the beginning, we invested, we mm-hmm. enabled a club or several clubs to spend big on the market. So other clubs have to either outbid us, which is basically impossible, mm-hmm. or to sell their best players to us when the best players are centralized in certain clubs like yep. PSG, Man City, other clubs like Dortmund, they're small markets. Yep. They don't really have the ability to support themselves for so long without a star. Mm-hmm. And like Seferin said, the top competitions are here in Europe. Yes, for now. For now. There's only one winner every year. Yeah. And Clubs to make business, to make money. They you can't just go there and say, "Hey, there's only one winner. I'm also a star player. You got to pay me well." Well, you haven't won anything. Mm-hmm. So as salaries go down because of, I think UEFA has that fair play thing. Yeah. Also, they're considering about having a uh, like North America sports salary cap on it. Yeah. When it's difficult to get better paid in Europe, when there are month, there's money, there's are better players.、Mm-hmm. Maybe their league will rise up. There will be better competitions. Maybe not top, but top two. Yeah. Maybe players will be more willing to go there, and that's the real threat. I think. Pre- precisely, this to me. Because, like you said at the start, we've seen this before with PSG, with、yeah. Manchester City, and I would not be shocked if it was almost intentional of his two different business plans: the PSG style, the Man City style. The PSG style, it's very short term, hasn't worked out in the long term. PSG has floundered、mm-hmm. at the exact same year where it seems to be falling apart, where Messi、yeah. is leaving, where Neymar is leaving, where Mbappe says he doesn't want to be here. In that exact same year, Manchester City win the treble. As far and away the most powerful, strongest, best team in Europe, I would not be shocked if the money men in Saudi Arabia are looking at it and saying, "Okay, we put in the money now, and for the next season, next two seasons, nobody watches, doesn't make much money. But as the quality gets better, in five years' time, in ten years' time, we're going to have it. And not only that, but having seen that deal I mentioned with、uh, the golf,、mm. and you look at how." These、uh, competitions work. It's called the UEFA Champions League. Yeah, there's nothing to say that Saudi Arabian teams couldn't compete in it. True. We already have Israel being part of、uh, UEFA because they won't won't play in the AFC.、Mm-hmm. You're already seeing、um, the finalissima where they had Argentina versus Italy. They already have the tournament which is called the Nations League, which. Um, there's always been the rumor that it wasn't called the Euro League because、mm-hmm. they are planning to expand it alongside、yeah. FIFA. There is nothing to say that we aren't going to look at this in five years' time. True, and the Champions League isn't going to have Al Hilal or something in it because one, if they can buy their way in, they definitely will, and two, they are already trying to expand. I mean, Saudi Arabia with these international footballing events, I mean international sporting events in general, sporting one. I mean. In fact, just to go back, just to kind of negate what I was saying,、mm-hmm. we already had this discussion a while ago with the proposed Super League. Yeah, didn't get off the ground. It's been something of a disaster. But you look at the money that Saudi Arabia has. If they were to propose a Super League, which then has all those big teams, be Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona, everyone, plus 
Al Itihad mm-hmm. or something, would not be shocked to see that happen. And if the course of the development goes the way we're predicting, be in five, ten years' time, and they're competitive, well, that's exactly what they want. We've already seen how they're willing to play the long game with Manchester City. We saw how it paid off with the Qatar World yeah. Cup. I think Shefferin is scared. Yeah, <laughs> I, really I think, think so. He's Where do you think like Qatari money and Saudi money has this passion for expanding or reaching out all over the world to other、mm-hmm. sports? I know the World Cup, and it actually began earlier than that when Qatar won the Asian Cup. Yeah. For Saudi Arabia, I remember during the Winter Olympics or Tokyo Olympics, they're also interested because、mm-hmm. they have everything they need to build something completely indoor. Yeah. So. Is this like they're on this road to get more? Yeah. So there's, I don't know too much about Middle Eastern economics, Middle Eastern businesses, but I do know that there has been a push in the past few years for diversification、mm-hmm. because for a long time the reputation is they're very wealthy because they have the oil money, they、yeah. have the fossil fuels, but at some point, no matter how successful one industry is. You can't just be that. True. And I suspect, having seen what's happened with, say, Venezuela, a similar petro state where that's collapsed because of, be it embargoes, be it price fixing, whatever,、mm-hmm. they have tried to diversify. And sports is one of the easiest ways to do、True. it because it's a thing which has global reach, global impact, and it can be hosted, be it in these bespoke areas, like you say, the entirely indoor、mm-hmm. arenas that they can have. So this is intentional. And not only is it intentional, but they have so much money and so much will to succeed that they're doing it incredibly, incredibly well. You know, it's we we've seen startup leagues in a million different sports in the past, and in every single one, it's basically collapsed because it's been outsiders coming in. Yeah, I'm just thinking now of say there was the rival for the NFL for a while, the NASL、mm-hmm. didn't work because Donald Trump, who ran it, was separate to. The people who were running the NFL,、yeah. yeah, the XFL with Vince McMahon, it was always a separate competitor. Whereas with the way the Saudis are doing this now, yes, it's competitor, but competitor in the sense of Bundesliga competes with Serie A,、mm. but together they are one in terms of football. Yeah, it's Saudi football is competing with everything else, with the intention of in five, ten years' time, part of the Champions League, part of the Nations League, part of whatever, and. With that in mind, and having seen their success in wrestling, boxing, golf, tennis, sailing, I wouldn't bet against them.、Mm-hmm. And actually, I want to say, look further into the future. Say they're rich now; they're capable of doing this. And one day they did it、mm-hmm. when everything—not everything—but when everyone recognizes the Saudi league and Saudi clubs as the new brand of football.、Mm-hmm. What happens if suddenly they lose interest in football? I mean, that、yeah. happened before in La Liga. I don't、mm-hmm. remember the name of the club, but they were rich this season, and suddenly the money pool was pulled away. They couldn't pay any- anyone. Yeah. So when Like everything, the football is so high on the top of the roof, and then someone pulled away the ladder. Yeah, that will be really bad news. Yeah, because that happened with、uh, the Russian Premier League. Andy、yeah. Mashkashkala, they had Samuel Eto'o.、Mm-hmm. They were competing for David Beckham. They had so much money, and then yeah, the boss lost interest and just cut everyone's contracts. The difference is always tends to be it's one team, whereas this is an entire league that has. Um, that is aiming to develop, and when it's more than one team, I feel like, on one hand, it may be too big to fail. On the other hand, it's so many, so many cooks with so many pots that if one person pulls out, well, say say there's twelve teams. If one pulls out, well, there's still eleven. You know,、mm-hmm. it's the collapse won't be so big and it won't be so fast. 
But yeah, that that is generally the threat because I don't know enough. Like I say, I don't really know much about the Middle East in general. What sports are they passionate about? What yeah. sports do they love? But I feel like the global reach and the global interest in football means that this is fairly safe. You know, if it was something perhaps, say, like tennis, for example, it has hot spots, but it's not globally beloved. No. You could see them making a tennis league. It doesn't work out. They can cancel it. With a football league, I feel like it's slightly different. And mm. I, that's what makes me think there isn't just a long-term goal, but a long-term will to succeed. Yeah. I know dangerous is a strong word, and I know a lot of Liverpool supporters don't like Fenway Sports. Mm-hmm. And the uh, North American capital it represents because of their new moat. Yeah. Which do you think is more dangerous, Saudi, uh, Middle Eastern money or North American capital? That, that's a good question because I think the issue with the North American is they're so used to the way their sports work without yeah. relegation, without Champions League, that they don't necessarily understand the realities of mm-hmm. being a Premier League club. Whereas with the Saudi side of things, when they come in, it is just total control, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. But they have so much money and so much will to win that, as we've seen. Just this year with Newcastle alone, yeah. we've seen the immediate investment pay off mm-hmm. after years of Mike Ashley, who was a British billionaire, who was basically just siphoning money away. That I feel like it's one of those things where success is almost its own reward. Mm-hmm. It hides a lot of the difficulties. Yeah. When we start to see a Middle Eastern club fail, mm. then we're going to see some real pushback. But at the moment, they've been so successful in general that we won't really know what that is. But we've seen. Fenway Sports, seen Todd Bowley, these、uh, people come in with money, and it hasn't worked out. So I feel like for the fans, they will be fine as long as the success is there. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens when the success diminishes before we can really see the dangers. That's true. The future is really unpredictable、mm-hmm. on the current development. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. See ya. Speak to you then. Bye bye.